Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Olison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And returning from his remarkable trip down to Orlando, Florida, to Disney World, Zach Markham, Apple Zax, is back on the podcast with us. Markham, welcome back, buddy. Uh, how was Disney? Uh, it was amazing. But, uh, definitely the best theme park I've ever been on. Yeah, you you, you walked in with your lightsabers. Yes, I did. Looking looking stellar. Yeah, they the look, force they is look with, strong with this one. Yeah, dude, straight straight out of the Jedi Knight Academy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated, boys. Yeah, I love it, man. I love you got it. Get the dual wield. Yeah, yeah, dude, dual wield and all. I love it, man. Good job. Well, boys, it's good to see y'all tonight. We have a fun show. Um, this is our first official, how do I say this? First RGP episode that we've had on the pod in months because we've had so many like shows to review from Obi-Wan to Miss Marvel. It's just been jam-packed. Um, you will know, uh, if you look at the show notes, you can scroll down and skip ahead to the part of the show where we begin our review of the Gray Man movie, which we will be, that'll be our main spotlight for tonight. Um, so go ahead and scroll down if you want to skip the news. I don't think you should skip the news because we have some exciting news to talk about. Very exciting news. But if you wanted to, you can skip the news. There's a timestamp down there for when we begin speaking about uh, the Gray Man, and that'll be uh, an exciting review we will do a little later tonight. Also, before we get into the business and the news, a uh, big shout-out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't do this without you, so we really appreciate it, and we just want to ask you to continue to share the podcast with um, your friends and help us to grow. So, with all that in mind, we got some news. Yeah, we do. All right, so let's say it like this. we Time of recording... It's late on a Friday night in the Eastern Time Zone, United States. <laughs> right, we're, we're here at Justin's house. Um, not going to tell you where that is. Don't want any stalkers coming around. Yeah, we're here at Justin's house, and um, we are. Was it halfway through Comic Con? We are halfway through Comic Con. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we we have some exciting things to talk about. We will, but just know that <laughs> most people are going to listen to this podcast. You know. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and by then there will be more news from Comic-Con. So it'll, it'll seem like we are missing things, but that's why. Okay, so Justin, hit us with some of the biggest news that has come out so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish with the Marvel stuff, um, but I want to start with some like just basic stuff like the big-name big movies and stuff coming out. So uh, they released the uh, first teaser trailer and uh, poster for John Wick 4. So uh, everyone get excited about that. Man. Yes. Uh, it's... It, I cannot wait for that. How many headshots? Uh, <laughs> exactly. The over over under fifty. What do you think? What do you think? Over. Yeah. Over. Oh, for yeah. sure. over. Easily, easily. So yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Um, so we're gonna start there. Um, so um, after that, we have uh, Av- so Avatar: The Last Airbender is they're getting a new film. Same producer, same everything. Oh heck yeah! Um, so yeah. yeah, that's gonna be pretty exciting to see Aang and the gang back together. So. Um, Man, I'm telling you, man, it, it, Comic Con. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, Comic Con has like some of the most like things you didn't know you needed, but like when they release it, you're like, oh, yeah, man, that's that. I can't believe that it's happening. Dude, like, we uh, have to go to Comic Con one year, man. I want to so bad. That's the goal. That'd be really cool. That's the goal, man. I'm telling you. It Share is. the podcast with your friends <laughs> so that we can actually make money on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not so that we can pocket it. But just so that we can go to Comic Con, yeah. And then we can, awesome. and then we can bring you with us in a, that's right, in a uh, audio or maybe even visual kind Ooh. of way. There you yeah. go, yeah, GoPro not, action. Right? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> be GoPro. awesome. What else we got? Uh, well, well, now I want to go ahead and just jump into what Marvel has already uh, announced at Comic Con before their big uh, Hall H panel. Um, we did get the uh, official. Uh, Reveal and premiere date for um, X Men '97, the animated uh, series. Um, it's not coming until fall 2023, but they did release um, the characters that will be involved, and it is all the ones that we love yeah. from the, the the '90s TV show. We got Rogue, we got Gambit, we got Wolverine, we got Jubilee, we got Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey, and Beast. Now, this will not be a part of the MCU, like the. I mean, do we know yet? We don't know. We don't know yet. Okay, we don't know yet. But right the now way it's things a are Disney going, Plus property. Yeah, right now it's a Disney Plus property. Yeah, the way things are going, uh, why not? Right? It'd be nice sure. to see some good rogue content. 
Uh, finally, yeah, something, yeah. yeah, something that she was. That was the best. That was the best version of Rogue is in, yeah. in that X Men series. Uh, and then, so another animated property, uh, Marvel Zombies. And the one thing I want to <laughs> point out here that I'm I'm truly looking forward to it's it's a stacked cast as far as the characters involved. Um, one one in particular that I'm excited to see again. Um, but but here here are the other ones first. We have Yelena. We have uh, Kate Bishop. We have what it looks like Shang Chi. Um, and then Red Guardian. But then Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo is back. And he's like suited up. He is suited up and ready to <laughs> take down some zombies. And uh, Randall Park. We need more Randall Park. Yeah, he was MCU. hilarious. Yeah. He was awesome. Oh, man. What do you guys think about Marvel Zombies? What are you guys looking you forward Jim to Halpert? that? Yeah, Jim Halpert. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you guys ready for Marvel Zombies? Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting take. It's probably going to be um, kind of like in the What Elf realm where it's going to be something that's not actually part of the MCU mm-hmm. or like in the canon. So it'll be kind of fun to see them play with it, you know, a little yeah. bit and see where they, where they go with it. Well, the Marvel executives, they did confirm that it's going to be TVMA. So Ooh. yeah, there you go. Ooh. And for lots of gore. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I think that's going to be really sick. I mean, there's a lot they could do with that there. A lot of, um, scenes and stuff that they could pull from because like right now like the biggest thing is when you think of zombies and everything you immediately think of the walking dead that's like the biggest thing that's like streaming with zombies and stuff like that so right it'll be really cool to see marvel's take and marvel's uh, perception on that kind of stuff yeah and we kind of got to see a little bit of it in that one episode of what if right of, of how they feel about the zombie world so it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about it especially you know like i said it's since they don't necessarily have to stay in a certain lane necessarily with you know they can kill off whoever they want, probably, yeah. or you know, it's a, kind of like a free whoever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, sandbox. Yeah, it'll definitely like be its own thing because, like, when you think about it, it's either gonna go more of like a Resident Evil type zombies uh, yeah. or like a Walking Dead type zombies. But like, I'm really looking forward to them to making it their own thing and going uh, spinning off from there. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, but speaking of what if, we got what if season two confirmation that it's gonna premiere. Yeah early 2023 so i'm hoping february january around that time frame yeah it is not long from now no it's really not if you think about it it's not we got a lot of content to hold us over before then too so um what if um i'm sure we're gonna get uh during marvel's panel i'm sure we're gonna get some actual storylines on what they'll be dabbling in in the what if uh series kind of like they did um, at D23 a couple years ago when they, they gave us certain characters they're going to dive into. Yeah. So so here's my speculation on what if. So like before like in the uh, especially like in the first version of everything like you had all the Stan Lee cameos. I think we're going to be getting like a lot of what if cameos like within the next oh. phase and all that kind of stuff. We kind of got a taste of it in Thor. Um they had the statue of uh the watcher. Yeah, the, yeah, the watcher that, that yeah. is there. So I think there's going to be a lot of like easter eggs and stuff like that going like playing off the what if series. Okay, yeah, because the Watcher was there in front of Eternity, yeah, and, and, the, and yeah. the, the the Living Tribunal was there as well. So, um, yeah, so what if? Definitely looking forward to that as well because that show definitely surprised me with the how high quality each episode was, um, or most episodes. Mo- uh, yeah, most episodes. Maybe not every. No, there. Yeah, you're right. Most, most. All right, and then the next animated series that they revealed was another animated series. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, mm. and they confirmed yep. that, they confirmed that Harry Osborn was going to be in in the series. Oh wow! So that's uh, that's going to be pretty exciting to um, to watch. I mean, I, well, actually, it's going to be exciting. However, I'm a little hesitant because Freshman Year it's going to be a prequel. Yeah, um, but they did reveal some concept art already, and they show four Spider-Man costumes that he's going to be wearing throughout the series and yeah. one looks like uh his first one like he just kind of like a patch job threw together something but then it looks like it progresses and he, we get a white spider-man suit we get um another black one and then there a side character of daredevil is uh also pictured Ooh. in the concept art wearing the black suit so nice. that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of interweaves into the storyline well and charlie cox has been confirmed to voice daredevil in that. Yes, that you're Which right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And we're probably going to see more of him in the next couple of days. I don't know. Maybe, that, maybe that'll be why should he decides to represent him later on is because he maybe sees him doing good work in the neighborhood, you know? We get to see a him, little yeah. bit of the reasoning why he was willing to mm, jump in. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Uh, we also get a trailer for the uh, I Am Groot series. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a five-episode short. Um, that's going to stream August 10th, so right around the corner. Yeah. Yep. Technically our next major content. 
technically. I don't know if we're going to cover it like as major though. Yeah, but uh, probably not. <laughs> but no, because is, is that just going to be one drop of all the? I, I believe it's going to be one drop of okay. all five episodes, Netflix style. We, we might do it like a in the opening of our first uh, She Hulk review. We might just do like, hey, what do you think of the I Am Groot series? But uh, dude, what if like <laughs> the I Am Groot miniseries? had like a major moment for like the saga. How crazy, <laughs> you know how know crazy would that be? How crazy that would, would that be? be. Yeah. That would be Marvel just flexing. <laughs> it would. You're right. Absolutely. So um, one of the final things I want to touch on here from Comic-Con is... is from Marvel or something else? Something else. Well, something. let's say with Marvel for a second. Is that okay? okay? Sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, what do you got? What's interesting is we're two days in to Comic-Con and we've almost exclusively talked about animated stuff. That's true. Yeah. And then I am Groot, which is not animated, but it's just, it's not really like a, you know, like a major show or a movie. So I'm just expecting, I I, kind of wish we were doing this pod like tomorrow night, but for all of our listeners next week, we will do a breakdown of all the Comic-Con stuff in more detail because I am counting on some big news coming in the next 48 hours. Huge news. It's going to knock all of our socks off. You know what I'm saying? Emergency meeting? fellas no. what <laughs> yeah we'll just plan it for next yeah, week next week um but yeah you're right um that's the that's the the, the joy of of comic-con because it's broken in several days and honestly marvel they can steal the show all week long all weekend yeah. long because they can hey we'll drop all our animated stuff today we'll do um all of our limited series this day and then we'll do all of our major mcu cinematic stuff the yeah they could do day. like shows tomorrow and then sunday they could do movies like they could literally break it down yeah, Every, yeah. And, so, and you know it's going to be gold oh for yeah. sure for sure yeah. yeah just flexing dude they're flexing bro <laughs> feige's just Eating steak dinners every night, just flexing, man. He's mobbing. <laughs> steak dinners every night. No. All right, what else for, for Comic-Con? Um, other big thing that I want to mention is the they released a full uh, full trailer, I guess trailer number two, for the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Yes, uh, I did see that. You did watch it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, it looks pretty wild, man. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's coming out around the same time as the House of Dragon uh, for um, yeah. Game of Thrones You know what series. that makes me want to do? <laughs> Punch someone in the face. No, dude, it's going to be good, man. But like so many things at one time. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of content. We are going to yeah. have a lot yeah. to discuss here on um, this pod. We're gonna, we might have to choose, man. We might have to choose which series we do with all that kind of stuff. Because it's going to... Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure it's going to overlap with She-Hulk some episodes, too. So Yeah, there's going to be some sort of Marvel content that's probably going to show up somewhere in there. And yeah. we're going to make some decisions. Uh, yeah, some big, big decisions coming up, boys. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really the the main stuff that I want to dabble in right now. There, we will cover a whole lot more in uh, our next week episode. We, we're going to try to cover every major studio release as far as like Marvel, DC, and then like other random uh, geek stuff um, in, in, in some future episodes. So yeah, we might um, even get a new uh, Spider-Verse trailer maybe. Oh, I hope so. Because that comes yeah. out in October. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, think, I think we're going to get that too. So, so there, I don't know, man. There's a, yeah. Next week, we're going to have a Comic-Con breakdown. We'll see how, <laughs> how many topics we have to discuss. It could easily just be a Marvel Comic Con, so we, you know, we might get creative in how we uh, break down the episodes next week and the week after. But yes, be tuned into the Royal Geek Podcast for coverage of Comic Con, and who knows, maybe in years to come we'll even be there. Yes, I say yes. <laughs> save that would mo- be awesome. Save it your is money, on boys. you. Sa- <laughs> save your money, boys. All right, so it is time now for our main spotlight, man. I'm excited to do this. We haven't, again, we haven't had a normal RGP episode in a while. It was cool to have some news, um, and it's perfect because obviously Comic-Con's happening. But um, now it's time to talk about our uh, big review for the week. Um, we watched, all of us watched, The Gray Man. Is it The Gray Man? I always do this yeah, word. Yeah, the, the Gray Man. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Great. Uh, just released on Netflix, you know, like 22 <laughs> hours ago. Um, and we've all watched it either last night, late, or at some point today. And we are here to review it. So here is your spoiler warning. We're just going to jump in, you know. N- we're not going to do a spoiler-free review. We're just going to jump in, uh, talk about The Gray Man. A little bit of background. Uh, it is a new spy thriller. Um, I think it's one of the biggest the most expensive movies that Netflix has ever had. It is. It is their most expensive movie. Yeah. Okay. I would not be surprised. Their most expensive. (laughs) Yeah. With some of the the stunts and everything. So 
Um, it is directed by the Russo brothers. That's right. That's yep. the big thing. Yep. Yep. Who we have a fond uh, affection for here in the podcast. Yep. Whether yep. it's because of community or Marvel, there's just so many connections to um, our fandom and the the Russo brothers. And it also has Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. So, yep. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there were so many reasons. And if you guys remember, like in the pandemic, this was one of our news topics. It was. On right. one of our random episodes early on in the time of our Royal Geek podcast, we, yeah. we learned that they were, that Netflix was going to be working on. And at the time, I'm I'm almost certain they said a universe franchise, a, yeah. a franchise, a spy thriller franchise, which we will kind of get into that if it looks like this is going to become that or not. Yeah. Um, but that it was going to be directed by the Russo brothers and Gosling and Evans were going to be starring and and here it is, man, a year and a half later or yep. whatever that was. Yeah. So, all right, boys, let's do it. What did you guys think? This did two you, hour and nine minute film. Did you uh, happen to look at the Rotten Tomato score? I did. You did. Okay. I did. Anyone else? Did you, yeah, I did. Do you see the massive swing? Like, oh yeah, from the audience score. Yeah, audience to, the, to yeah, that was huge. It was. It's. It's massive. It really is. Um, audience score is a ninety percent, and the the critic score is a fifty. Fifty five zero. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I think part of it is one of those things like. It was so action heavy. It was like to the point to where yeah. I, I, I like I understand like I understand that that, that that when you see these type of movies, Rotten Tomatoes is always going to ding them for like how much action there is usually. Yeah. Like um, w- when they're g- giving it to us, you know, the how much action is in your face usually goes against whatever Rotten Tomato score you end up having. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. You guys are probably gonna ask me to leave. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think so. But. The only thing that was good about uh, this movie <laughs> was the actors that were in it. I feel like they were very actor heavy. Um, they had a lot of heavy hitters in there. Um, a lot of really good fight fight scenes, or really good stunt, uh, stunts, and all that kind of stuff. But it was very gray. No pun intended. Oh. <laughs> very, it was very vague. I feel like the scripts and the writing could have been a lot better. Um, when I was watching it, I had to like force myself to like pay attention to some yeah. episodes. Wow. Um, yeah. Scenes, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of the scene, like it jumped around a lot. Um, it was just hard. It was just hard to follow. So, um, okay. I agree with that. So the action wasn't enough to keep you totally engaged. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's Interesting. fair. That's a fair criticism. Uh, well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm a very simple man and he is, it yeah. goes, it goes boom. It goes and it boom. goes boom multiple times, and I thoroughly am here for that. I uh, mean, there's he, a reason why you know this man's mm-hmm. one of this man's favorite franchises is Fast and the Furious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, listen, the action scenes were honestly they were all incredible. Every single yeah, one. yeah, they were great. Uh, was, yeah, they there were some good. super awesome. We ones. literally like it was like in the air, uh, on the on the water, in the on a train. Yeah. Like, every single transportation thing, it was incredible. Like I, I was 100 percent there for the action. Um, I felt like the storyline was just enough to keep, keep me going. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't think it was that dull, but I also didn't think it was like so like intricate where it was like, you couldn't follow it. Um, so I mean, I was there for it and I'm telling you, man, you throw all those action scenes at me and then sprinkle a little on the armist in there and I'm, I'm, I'm your guy. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I will say, um, I could have, I know it's, you know, people think it's blasphemy but i felt like we could have gotten a little more out of ryan gosling in this performance i feel like he he was very one-dimensional in everything that he was doing in it like i feel like they could have created a better relationship between him and the girl which what i think they were trying to yeah they gave us a whole background scene yeah but the thing is even in that scene it wasn't there wasn't i was not getting a whole lot from ryan gosling like i mean maybe it's that they're gonna Un, you know, well, ravel that a little bit. Well, see, but that's the, that's the thing, man. I think that's just the way he was. He literally in that scene with yeah. the flashback with the girl. He's like that. I was, I wasn't trained to feel. Like I wasn't trained. Like he literally he's the said, gray man. He says yeah. that. Um, but I think there should have been like a moment of like him just breaking for just a second. Like even if it was just for a second, mm-hmm. in that scene with the flashback, like when she had her issue with her pacemaker. If there was just like a moment where after for a while they had been together, there was just a moment of break. It would have felt greater as what he was doing is like i understand what they were trying to do and they're trying to create this great connection between him and the and the niece mm-hmm. um uh and it just it, it didn't hit as well i will say 
I really enjoy Chris Evans. Yeah. Like Chris yeah. Evans as the like the over cocky like frat boy. Like he was like <laughs> yeah. oh like I like he, he, he was, was great. He was phenomenal. Like especially especially because we we have gotten so used to him as like Good the boy. goody two yep. the goody two shoes or even when he's like kind of frat bro-y in like uh movies like uh like the fantastic four movies or even going way back not another teen movie um <laughs> like he was like he was frat bro-y but he was like the frat bro with a heart of gold you know still yeah, um right. whereas the, this and even going to back to uh knives out he was like seeing him on that other side has been really fun the last couple of times out here's the thing with his character and everything like this like characters like this is his bread and butter um, so I'm glad to see him kind of break out of character and knives out and in this and kind of get away from that, like straitjacket mentality of being Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Even though he did really good with his role in Captain America, like usually actors like that get labeled, um, where they're just that one character, but he broke out from that. He's doing a good yeah, job he's of fighting that label right now. Yeah, yeah. An amazing job. Yeah. An amazing job. He's picking his roles. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I liked Evans. Uh, Lloyd Hansen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Lloyd Hansen. His name's Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> and that's awesome. Um, okay. So my overall thoughts, and then maybe we can do, you know, more of a breakdown, good and bad, all that kind of stuff. Sure, overall yeah. thoughts, you know, not the greatest movie I've ever seen. Certainly not the worst. Really good action. I thought the villain was good. I thought the villain was really good. I thought the plot was boring <laughs> to quote Lloyd um, I mean the plot here it's it's weird so like the first half of the movie I felt like I was really engaged with like yeah. where the direction was going and then the second half of the movie and I love the action but the second half of the movie was just action 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 just nonstop. Yeah. you know where they I didn't feel like they gave as much um, time to like developing the plot and moving it forward. It was just like on to the next thing. And it was like super fast paced at the end. Um, you know, like very the, high, high octane. Yeah. 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 Like two people just strolling up to this heavily guarded, you know, castle. <laughs> like it was nothing, you know? Yeah. You know, when she, even when she threw it, um, God, I mean, what's, her, what's her name? The girl that was helping on the Armas. Like yeah. the, I forget. You don't, don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. They, yeah, I don't think they dropped the name. I don't even know. Holy Danny Miranda. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah they Agent did say Miranda, Miranda yeah, early. Miranda, okay, yeah. so Miranda, she shoots an RPG right to the exact room of that castle, and I'm just like, she's a yeah. highly trained agent. Oh come on, this man. CIA man. I guess yeah. so, but they just there was there were some plot holes I, like that where I was listen, like, I do have some nitpicks about that scene. I do think I do think she um, I do think she had like a heat like tracker. Like I think she could see some stuff in there. Okay. So first of all, well, but I do think it, the her the use of the RPG was a little bit too like smooth in my mind. Yeah. But th- th- that's another so, issue. So let, let me land here. Let me land. I think it kind of felt like I was watching a movie that had some aspects of like the Bourne franchise with this program that's been abandoned, along with like Fast and Furious just nonsense and then like that movie we did last year with michael b jordan without remorse oh yeah no yep. remorse. Yeah. it just it felt very much like that where like at times i didn't care about the plot yeah. yeah you know and i was like but i gave it the benefit of the doubt because the actors involved and the directors you know so that's kind of where i'm at like you know I was like, yeah I, I didn't mind it i just remember thinking i had to watch it in two different stints today okay and i remember okay. the first part being like man i'm all in and then the longer the movie went, I was like, yeah, it just kind of got a little, it just kind of got a little flat, I guess. You know when you're like drinking your soda and it's been open for an hour? See, I think part of the reason why is because what I was saying <laughs> with his relationship with the girl. Because it's the, about halfway through, the plot kind of changes from being about the, uh, about the, in, the intel that he, ha- that he got to being about him in his relationship yeah, with the girl. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, uh, like it became about him trying to get her and save her and his uh, former contact. And I think that's part of the, that may be part of the reason why is because they didn't necessarily land in my mind, the relationship between the two of them. So the plot yeah. switched and it didn't pull you in. It was supposed to be like, gonna take you from like a, you know, simple, Oh, this is an Intel situation to an emotional grab. And I don't know if it necessarily landed the emotional grab. That's fair. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Now pointing that out, there were definitely two storylines, and a part of me thinks that if they would have stuck to the more of the like diving deep into um, like the the government aspect of of the, the first half of the movie, yeah. Um, where the crooked Carmichael, yeah, the, yeah, the crooked Carmichael, and the behind the scenes stuff with just the program of Sierra program in general. Like I think I think we could have got a little uh, meatier yeah. in the in the storyline. Um, or they could have just started off the whole thing in the, in the beginning with the relationship with the niece and building a family aspect yeah, and going into that as you well. Know, it's funny you mention that. Now that I think about it, it's like right in the middle of the film, it said two years earlier. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. You usually see that at the beginning of a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So It felt very out of place. Even the timing of that was... When, they, when she first gets taken, you don't really feel anything because you're like, I have no idea who this person is. Right. Like You just see this girl get taken... And then it's like, okay, well, that's a fair point. Well, also, man. the way that's they shoot that point. scene, though, when they take the girl, like they don't show like her face while they're yeah. taking her, and like so, you you are kind of yeah. still shrouded in who she is. But then when they finally reveal her face, then it flashes back to um, the scenes of when well, he knows her. Or an interesting idea would have been if like, okay, so if they kept the intel and everything. Like maybe he doesn't break in the flashback, but maybe there's a moment where he has the choice of. Getting the intel and um, like doing something with it, or um, potentially saving the girl's life. Like if he's like okay, and he ends up handing in the like, like he ends up giving up the information to Lloyd to save the girl for a moment. Like yeah. like creating that emotional connection where like you're oh maybe he he isn't just this emotionless robot. She, he isn't this person that his dad created or that the government created but he can be his own person in his own right as well Hmm. yeah that's true um that would that could have been something to dive into a little more what if we do this what if we spend some time talking about the things we liked be a little optimistic yeah a little positive on the podcast what do you think uh, hey, and then I'm, we can I'm get down. to the nitpicking, yeah. all right? Sure, why not? Let's do it. All right, who wants to go first? Something Dude, you like. I mean, all right, the the scene, so it's all action for me probably. Uh, <laughs> the scene when uh, the, he's being extracted from uh, the, the first mishap and they're on the plane and he fights all those guys on the airplane yeah. and it crashes and burns and just the whole parachute drop. I thought it looked actually really good. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't notice the CGI as much. Uh, it was there. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you can see it. But um, Wait, the, that was... CGI in that? <laughs> it wasn't but, just a plane falling apart? Yeah, but like when the debris settles and he's just kind of free falling with no parachute and then he like sees the dude and he goes after him, uh, tangles the parachute yep. and then like uses his uh, backup chute to, to land. Like that's yep. just, it was incredible. I love that scene. Yeah, that was super cool. I really liked actually the opening fight scene a lot because how colorful it was and like it yeah, was just, that was, that was super, awesome. I loved like all the... Fireworks, you know, and stuff like that. And I felt like it was a good way to set up. And even in that scene, it was a good way to um, set up his any potential growth later on because of his situation with not wanting to take the shot when there was the kid involved. And I felt like if they had done a, yeah, yeah. like, like, um, but I really love not digressing to, you know, mistakes again, but um, I, I really love like the visuals of that scene. The scene was really cool and it was very colorful and it was really, it was really awesomely shot. I felt. Yeah. And, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, it was all the one liners from all the actors. Um, <laughs> there were with, some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. With like the, the, they, there was a lot of improvising. I don't know if you guys know this or not for like Chris Evans and um, Billy Bob Thornton and all them, but like uh, one of the best one liners is when Chris, uh, when Chris Evans, he referenced uh, the Kindle. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah t- it was it like ten million dollars for whoever puts a bullet in this Kindle, Kindle. set. Yep. Yeah. Who, yeah. who, who Ryan Gosling <laughs> is starring in a Ken movie with uh, <laughs> a yeah, Barbie movie with Ken? Yeah, He's playing Mar- the Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was <laughs> pretty funny. good. Um, and then just uh, just see a lot of a lot of the actors did a really good job with with what they were given, and then um. Uh, what is it? Dane Nusha's appearance. Um, who's oh, a yeah, stop, yeah, stop, the, stop. yeah, the famous Indian actor. Pause, man, uh, pause. Because uh, listen, the one thing I know from this movie, there's one badass that is clear and above everyone else, mm-hmm. and it's the Lone Wolf. Yep. Yeah, Lone Wolf, dude. <laughs> yep. Dude, he that is. He was in sensation. It was sick. <laughs> Yeah, the when she dropped down and had the shotgun right in front of his face, yeah, and like and it, it just clicked and he drove by. I was like, yeah. Ooh, that could have been a very yeah. brutal scene, but the lone wolf survives again and he, <laughs> he like goes he goes past her. That and was I, and I love fun. how even um, it just like the delivery of his line when he said, "You're gonna kill a girl," 
Oh yeah, yeah, you know, right. yeah. And then later on, when he was fighting Miranda, and he gives, you know, he concedes, and he says, uh, his line it was such a good line. He's like, "These are not honorable, honorable, honorable people." people. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. care about them anymore. These are not honorable. <laughs> he people. probably should have said that before the five minute fight scene between him and um, yeah. Um, well, he was probably thinking she she came in there guns loaded. Or, she did. You know what I'm saying? Did. So he had to, he had to, in a sense fight for his life. But yeah, we could. Uh, you know more lone wolf stories in the, in well the future, i mean again we'll we'll save the discussion for like the future of this franchise later yeah, but yeah. definitely i mean yeah. he's definitely a guy they're putting in their back pocket yes, yes. you know agreed agreed yeah but uh go, going back to lloyd man i just one of my favorite moments was when um <laughs> when uh when six was handcuffed to the bench in the in the big open courtyard in yeah. Prague. Yeah. And Lloyd's back at HQ and he's like, Well, somebody shoot the man that is handcuffed to the bench. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then later he said, How hard is it to shoot somebody? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yes. It's just his lines. He was so frustrated. Yes. I love that. And I love that throughout the movie, he, he is super cocky and arrogant, but you could tell he's far from perfect. Correct. Yeah. And anytime yeah. he made a mistake, like he was like visibly frustrated yeah you well, know and also that Obsessed. scene and also that scene like he's he's kind of like the, the like the puppeteer who's like orchestrating the hit and everything mm-hmm. in yeah. that Times Square and then behind him is is the, is the girl Jessica Henry's yes. character uh, who's like he, he has no limits like he's he's just you can't do this we're gonna be yeah. plastered all over every, everything and he's like I'm getting the job done that you couldn't do and yeah like, he just has no care or anything in, the, in for the surroundings he's like don't let the police in the square and then they're like the dude with the massive gun machine guns are keeping the cop cars yeah. away and she's just mm-hmm. in the background just like we can't do this we can't do this like it was just I don't know I thought it added to like Chris covert Evans. ops yeah. is oh, what yeah. they're trying exactly. to do you know? but it added to Chris Evans character of like what he's willing to do yeah that kind of thing so yeah yeah, like no care in the world, yeah. like blow through area. people to get yeah. to somebody else. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was awesome. Mm. That was a good scene. I like that scene too. Yeah, that, that was some really cool stuff that they did there. Um, uh, yeah, the the action scenes were really they were just super cool and um, like really like Lloyd was really was just a phenomenal character in my mind. Like he was he was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I feel like there should be some work done on Gosling's character. You know, he could become someone who, you he was know, a little stiff. Yes, yeah. he was. I, he was. He was a little stiff. He was. But I feel like he was supposed to be that way. I think he was, but I feel like you had to get just just a hair from him. You had to get a little bit of emotion at some point. <laughs> I, I think even like the lines that they were trying to like uh, like connect were not always like there. Like when when he comes to get her her at the end and he's like can i chew gum in here like i uh, that felt like that was supposed to be a connection <laughs> line and it didn't really land for me i think it's just his persona because you know how like some actors have a persona like um uh what's his name ryan reynolds like it like he plays like the same character in every movie right, like it's, yeah. it's very similar and i feel like ryan gosling's persona is just a nonchalant go with the flow type of character and most the majority of the movies that he's played in like he's played like that persona and everything yeah especially like in blade runner and all that kind of stuff yeah but i feel like he in some of those other movies he came off a little bit more like charming and suave as yeah, well like la la land yeah like and, he uh, like he, he whereas in this he was even the notebook man yeah like he, he had more to, to i feel like there was more uh, he could have at least shown a couple of times just, just like hints, just like, just yeah. like a hint of something. But he, yeah. Marco makes a point with the with uh, Blade Runner. But like, let's not forget Drive. Like, this is yeah. literally the same character in Drive as well. Um, but I, he, I think he, I think he's meant to play this emotionless thing. But like, he's dropping these little hints of like he wants out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think by the end, the fact that he went for her um, was kind of showing that like he's starting to open up a little bit more. Yeah. And I think that if they if they say this for a future talk, uh, like this could lead to his character development in the future. So Yeah, and he, and he also he's not like completely heartless where like nothing ma- doesn't matter to him. Like even at the end where um he, uh where he rescues the girl at the at the safe house or whatever and he tells her play me loud and it plays the same song that he pro- uh, protected her from like 2 years ago. Yeah, that's that true. That guy in the house so like it's yeah, sentimental. So he, right? Yeah, sentimental. So he's picking up on stuff. So stuff is attaching even if he isn't visibly uh, showing that through his words and actions. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying with the character-wise, though. I kind of liked his his uh, his one-liners and his dialogue. I mean, when, when uh, he first talks to Lloyd, he's like, "I hate you immediately." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like when Lloyd, like the contrast of him and Lloyd was great. Their first meeting, 
where um, Lloyd <laughs> pepper sprays him. Oh, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, you must be Lloyd. And his, his eyes are clearly closed because of the pepper spray. You yeah. Know? And I loved, actually, I loved every time he got stabbed, shot, hit. He's like, ah. He's like, oh. he's like frustrated, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he gets pepper sprayed. Like a he's, big sigh. He's right? like grunting. He's frustrated. Like, come on, man. I think he even said that. Come yeah. on, man. Like pepper spray. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you must be Lloyd. He said, like, what gave it away? He's like, oh, and the white pants, the trash dash. You know, just like those kind <laughs> yeah. of lines. I thought like it was Of course, was and that's subtle. followed by a phenomenal line by Lloyd. Yes. When he drops the green, he's just like, ballsy. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something I appreciate about Lloyd, you... The, the entire time he actually had a you could tell he had a deep appreciation for the enemy yeah uh i love that in a villain well when they first gave him his mark and he was like oh that'll be has some cred yeah yeah like, yeah 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 which yeah. was which was pretty cool because uh, he's in the middle of torturing somebody else and yeah. they're like uh, hey I'll leave that guy alone like we got this guy uh, like, oh, yeah. which is actually kind of a funny even scene he's like he's like guys what did I tell you about turning yeah. off your phones? <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. He, Lloyd was so over the top, man. I, yeah, I loved right. it. I loved it. It kind of fit, uh, especially the balance between him and Gosling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good, he was a really good fit, which okay. uh, another scene that I really liked. Sorry, okay, go, yeah, hit it. Uh, when he gets uh, goes for his passport picture, and yeah. uh, they throw him, he throws him in the hole, the trap door. The whole, like, him building something while they're talking about, like, the... God, um, Lloyd's character is talking about the trying to get this guy. We need to get this guy, and you hear him over talking, and then he's like making something creative, like Mac- yeah. MacGyver style, like yeah. taking his shoe off, and then he floods the the tunnel and goes up there yeah. and blows up and escapes. Like I just that scene was incredible too. Oh yeah, that was super cool. Mm. Even like the little thing, I, I like the little like nod. Even like the scene where how Ana de Armas's character figures out where he is because she literally sees it in the yeah, reflection, reflection of the guy's Ooh, glasses. So like, like that's like a cool like showing like some potential spy craft like being used, you mm-hmm. know, being able to see things out like that. Yeah. Well, and then she shoots uh, Chris Evans in the in the, yes. butt, in the butt with the tranquilizer. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, that yes. was good. And then, of course, he comes out with a great line after they're back at the house. Uh, he's like, why are you like that? And he's like, because I, I got, got shot in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was limping. Oh, it yes. was great. Perfect. It was perfect. All right. How about um, we've been positive. Enough positivity. What are some of the nitpicks here, the things where we weren't so crazy about? All right. So you mentioned the uh, big fortress at the end. Yeah. Uh, we even see when the lone wolf is coming to bring the thing. He's, That's what I'm saying. He's literally yes. driving through like all these multiple these checkpoints. barricades, checkpoints, checkpoints yes. guns, big guns, turrets. Uh, yeah. Literally, I'm pretty sure two vans move out of the way so that he can drive his car through yeah. and uh, and get through. And then literally like 30 minutes later, you see just the two of them. They're just automatically in full there. Full sprint. Full sprint. Grand Theft yeah. Auto yeah. mode. And, and not even really Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah, yeah. No, you like, only see really... Ana de Armas like booking it through the whole entire thing. Uh, it, uh, yeah, to me, it didn't make – it also didn't make sense to the action that was already being played in the in this movie a lot of the times. Because a lot of times it was very like – it was over the top, but it was also like – it was – Lots of times, hand to hand, gritty, and that it, the scene just didn't make sense. And the fact that she just like bum rushed, yeah. like the front, like there was no like, there was no like uh, technique to it. There was no stealth, like no, there was no stealth. She was literally just running up the road and shooting. It, it, it was, yeah. it, it was. It, it was literally like if you were you were on Grand Theft Auto and you got like the cheat code, you got all your cheat codes going and everything like that, and you just decided to go nuts. Like right. that moment where you're just like, I'm just going to go crazy. That's God basically knows. what she did in that scene was she just was like, walk down the street. I'm going to take out everything that I, everything. Uh-huh. I don't um, think and I've just, seen a movie in a while where somebody was running full sprint with an RPG on their back. Like, I don't think I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. Straight it, towards the sniper. Made, it yeah. also didn't make sense. Like, I mean, maybe I, I don't really know enough about like real RPGs, but it seemed like she, it was way too effortless to where she was just running and then loading and firing. Like, right. In a way that just seemed too, like, yeah, and especially because I feel like that would take away a lot of your accuracy. I mean, that's getting into stuff that I don't know necessarily a whole lot about, but she was literally just running and firing and, like, hitting things. Yeah, dead on. Yeah. Grenade launchers, like, right to the spot where the snipers were, and I'm like, okay. Without aiming. That was another yeah. thing. It was literally just I, like a hip a, shot. Wait, I thought that was impressive, though. When she, when I saw her, like, just when she was running with the grenade launcher, just, like, you hear the sink, and then, like, she hides behind a pillar, and it hits exactly. I kind of thought that was a cool. I was like, that's her skill. Again, my thing is just, like, <laughs> it seems 
too many things seemed convenient towards the end. You know, like yeah, to know true. exactly that's what true. to know exactly what room Fitz and uh, Fitzroy and um, Claire were in. Yeah. At the end, yeah, you know, to know exactly where to shoot that RPG, to just conveniently get to Croatia, conveniently, like get through all the security, like, yeah, there was just a lot of things that seemed really convenient. I, I feel like they could have done a better job if they had just slowed down her scene a little bit, just made her have to hide behind something, come around, aim, shoot, and like have her slowly progress up instead of just show the bum skill. rushing, show the skill, yeah, like show the skills, show that it's. Like, I don't know. It, it felt too video gamey in that moment. Oh, to for me. sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it was for sure video gamey, but I, yes. I, I was here for it. I enjoyed it still. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just felt like it didn't necessarily fit into like the style of movie that was, had been portrayed up to that point. Yeah. The, uh, also the tram scene when the, the fighting on the tram, uh, yes. like, so that was good and bad for me. I mean, actually it was mostly good. It was, it was, it was wild and fun, but it was, it was the most, um, Fast and Furious moment of the movie. You're talking about when Ryan Gosling's on top and, and he's he looks, running. He looks in the reflection of of the building where he's yeah. going to shoot his gun. He's literally laying on top of the yeah, the a little tram, bit of that. But looks at the reflection of where he needs to shoot, and he pulls the trigger while looking at the glass. Well, that was awesome. Shoots. It was incredible. I I'm, loved it. I'm mostly critiquing yeah. that, like when he's running backwards on the tram that's full speed this way, yeah, and lands conveniently on that car as it's whipping around in reverse. Uh, I, I actually, I my, my big complaint is actually what he did right after that, where he just yeah, got up and just stood. stood there for like 15 seconds. Didn't even get in the, well, before he got in the car. Isn't that weird? Because at that point, he, he still didn't like, we didn't know if he trusted her yet. So I was like, is he about to walk away from her? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was a dude. Weird scene. It was a weird, yeah. like, uh, it's always going back to it. It was like a Fast and the Furious scene where they're just like, where they just look at their destruction they've created, like, yeah. like, in, like in their own awe of how awesome if they he are. Didn't trust her after that sequence? Then he's, well, he's it, an idiot. The, the line did come where he yeah. said shortly after that, he's like, "I mean, my uh, ego's a little hurt, you know. Oh, I'd yeah, like to yeah. save a you bruise. one day. <laughs> a little bruise. I'd like to save yeah. you one day. This is like twice now." That was pretty yeah. good when he said that line. I would like to save you once. Like that would be. That'd <laughs> yeah. be that's almost awesome. not that I want you to be in danger. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to go to the how expensive this movie was. All right, there was an interview that the Rooster Brothers did this week with uh, Lights Camera Barstool, and the Rooster Brothers said that they had to use seven Audi R sevens or whatever to R eights. No, these yeah. are sevens. These oh, there were seven. Yeah. Uh, he had, they had to use seven of them to film that scene. Like because Oof. they wrecked some, they yeah. flipped some, or they crashed some, or like seven of those things. Those things are freaking pricey. Yeah, yeah. When you see like all the wrecks and everything from like the stunt scenes, like mm-hmm. it was insane. Yeah, and like those, that was probably like one of the only scenes where it didn't seem like RGB fill or uh, CGI fields with like green screen effects and all that kind of stuff. Like they they went all out yeah. with those explosions. I feel like they did a, a good job balancing the practical with yeah. the CGI. Um, but yeah, they. I think it looked visually appealing. Yeah, I think they actually did a really good job on that on that part of it. Um, like, it, you never really felt like there was a super CGI he- heavy in any of the moments, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they did really well on that. Like, they didn't. They, they had a nice balance of, um, you know, the feel of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, the biggest critique is that it just kind of like went a little flat halfway through, right? Like the plot a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the action was incredible. We love the actors mostly, yeah. Uh, but it's just like, just like, especially because there was like two main plot points that were both happening at once. And maybe part of it was just the fact that because they were building a franchise, they didn't feel like they could come to a uh, like a finite conclusion. Like maybe that's part of it too. Is like they felt like they needed to leave us wanting, I guess, a little bit. Like so, you not everything had to be tied up at the end. Well. I'll tell you what they could have done that would have made me a lot happier is if Lloyd would have survived. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Listen. Wait, uh, you think he's... I don't... I'm not a, I'm not sold 100% that Lloyd is dead. Really? So, so, at the end, they mentioned, like, they pulled a 9mm bullet out of his chest, uh, is what they said to uh, the Jessica Henwick character. Yes. Um, but they didn't actually say he was dead. They did not say he was dead, and he was face up. Yes. And... CIA shady as all get out, and yes. they their cleanup team came. So uh, that um, would be 
I mean, that would be amazing. I'm in Amato's corner here. No uh, way. Really? Yeah, I think Lloyd is alive. Yeah. I will buy you guys a drink if he's alive. Uh, can I pick the? Yeah. Can I pick the? No. I'll which just shelf? Some, which shelf just, you buy it off? <laughs> you know, I'll bring something good. <laughs> I would. I don't think that's the case, but that'd be a great. I mean, I could, I could see it mainly because, like, I don't know if you guys caught this uh, too, but like her character kind of changed after that whole scene. Like, she was. At first, she was like all against uh, all against like Lloyd's methods and all that kind of stuff, and then like after the end, at the end after she shot Lloyd, uh, she took the girl as leverage over um, Six mm-hmm. uh, to have him do his dirty work and everything. So I could see her like saving Lloyd mm-hmm. and keeping him hostage at her expense. Well, and, think think about this: like um, Ryan Gosling's character had him dead to rights, chokehold, choking yeah. him out. So, like, what reason would she have to shoot him, to quote unquote kill him? Right. Well, I so think one of the biggest things him. is also they only put one round in him. Yes, correct. That's what I'm thinking too. And it it wasn't remember the ch- your zombie land rules. Double tap, man. Always double tap. Um, so she could have shot and like, just missed the heart and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, she's also trained herself, but like. The reason that she shot him, I believe, was to save him from being choked out and killed by the Gosman. So, yep. I think that's what it is. I mean, that's possible. But, to, but that then, is a distinct possibility. But I, I just don't feel like there was enough of like a finite conclusion yeah, to yeah. Lloyd. I guess so. But Carmichael confronts her, and you would think that he would know if his boy is. Well, I mean, well, no, I think she's kind of pissed at Carmichael for everything that he is what would have thrown onto her because of everything going wrong. I mean, I think she's trying to get back at I, I Carmichael. Think, I think, yeah, I think she finally took it to the situation mm-hmm. where it was kind of like this, like situation where Carmichael was in control and she's taking, she was taking the control. I feel like she, if anything, she may be hiding him off in some, maybe even if it's in a prison, like somewhere to where, you know, he may be, you know, recuperating and he's, he's kind of like her rainy day fund in case anything were to happen. Well, that'd be cool. I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting that, but that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, it would make for a good franchise villain to carry over. All right, no. franchise. Speaking of franchise, uh, I have read that the Rus- the Russo brothers have developed this so that it could be a franchise, but there's also, and I mean, not that they have to have a post-credit scene, but there was no clear direction about what could be next or if there is a next. Yeah. And based off of the critique score, you wonder, but based off of the audience score it's like well if people like it so yeah. what do you guys think is going to happen my thoughts is they they were kind of like playing around with like carmichael is working for somebody he's, he's like yeah the old he, man yeah, yeah the old man or yep. something like that there you go you know so there's some like grand like puppet masters like pulling the screen uh pulling the strings and everything so i think they might elaborate on there's that gotta be more correct they, gotta be more. they, they gotta yeah. elaborate on that more um, is six like the last one of the program or is, is there going to be others, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They could definitely dive into the Sierra program in general. Like with, they, they like to play with flashbacks. We've seen that. Um, we could see some of more of his, uh, of Ryan Gosling's characters indoctrination into the program. Yeah. We could see, um, maybe he just wants to put an end to the program so he can retire that kind of thing. Uh, cause as of right now, when he scoops the girl so up, Jason Bourne then. No, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, why not? Why not? All good stories are meant to be retold, yeah, right? There, like, yeah. There's that. Um, apparently, he has a brother. Like, who the heck is his brother? Is he just yeah, going to be yeah, like true. Yeah. some off character? I mean, he was raised the same way he was. Well, so, yeah. like, They'll wait until the ninth movie to reveal that the main character had a brother named Jacob. Yeah. I mean, right? yeah. yeah, this is where we find out <laughs> that it's John uh, Cena. He's, a- he's actually just had... <laughs> John Cena! He's actually just had reconstructive surgery, and his brother is actually Lloyd. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that would be no. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. wild. But, <laughs> but but like uh, I mean, I could for the I second could, movie. No, I, I could see like maybe in the in the next movie, the old man is seen as like the puppet master, and he basically pits Carmichael and uh, Jessica's Henwick's character against each other as like the next person down. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden, there's machinations happening there, and then you know somehow um, Ryan Gosling gets pulled in on one side or the other, or maybe yeah. th- maybe he's the goal. Maybe the old man pulls them in, and basically he's like, first one to take him out takes my position when I leave. Mm. You know, something like I could see something like that to where now that the, her character is kind of you know come out and been like hey 
I'm a player in this game. Right. So I feel like they have to play something on there because I feel like they had a chance for her to be an ally to Ryan Gosling's character, and they decided to push that aside. Yeah, for and sure. And she's going to be more of an antagonistic character. She's, she's going deeper. Um, And it could very well be to where, you know, there's these two characters that are now fighting inside the CIA over the Sierra program and over, you know, promotions and things like that. Yeah. I think there's more to build on. Like, I think, yes, there can be a franchise here. We could, I want the lone wolf. Yeah. We, uh, there you go. We can get more lone wolf action going on here. Um, so yes, I believe they are going to build on this. Uh, Netflix is probably going to release in a couple weeks saying this is the, the biggest release that they've ever had in the history of their Netflix. But of course they control their numbers. So that who actually knows. Right. But uh, when I clicked on it this uh, afternoon, uh, Netflix opened it up. The Great Man was not on the trending top ten. Uh, yeah, it was not. It is now on the trending top ten. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was when I. Well, it's possible. It. Yeah. it just depends. Like how I don't know how long it actually has to be out before they can put something on there. You know. Uh, you feel like a movie like The Gray Man, they would have just immediately put it on there just because Possibly. they know the Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are going to pull that oh, kind of crowd. Number yeah. one, look, yeah, <laughs> it was actually number three when I watched it. So, oh really? Okay, yeah. See, yeah. It was I was unranked when I watched it. I was because I literally had to scroll to find new like new release section to go, and I had to go look. I went down to the new release section, which was like three scrolls down, and then I had to scroll over five movies to click on The Gray Man huh. because some people because were it was the movie literally theater. the when I watched it, it was literally the first thing. Yeah, no, it wasn't on the banner. Like, it wasn't the head it, banner. It was the first thing when I opened up Netflix today. Mm. Look at so, you. who knows? The, well, the first thing for me was like Dragon Rescue or something like that. Some animal yeah. or animated show. So, Well, that's what happens when you have children. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't mind, you know, we're in the we're in the uh, we are in the world of universes now. So, Yeah, why not? And, and the, the Russo brothers the Russo do Russo brothers it. get yeah. it. You know, they yeah. get they get it more than anybody. So, um, if they can build something special and you know, we have some. We do have some intrigue and some question Six marks. Six movies in a series. I'm all. Up, mm, <laughs> oh. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. So, <sighs> okay. Any other thoughts on the Great Man? Uh, overall, man, that action was just hot and heavy. Man, it was. It was some super awesome yeah. action. And I never expected to see Anna Darmus as an action star, but she's proving herself from yeah. the Bond movie to this movie, and then she's going to be the star in the John Wick spinoff, Ballerina. Oh, yeah? She's going to be the main main character who's going to be the Russian ballerina who, um, as we all saw in the John Wick universe, like is fully trained to do all who knows what. Yeah. Right? So yep. uh, Dude, that's going to be fun. By the way, when he mentioned, when he uh, dropped the 007 name, was yeah. already taken. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, good. I was on the nose right that there. Was man. Great. I loved it. Mm. <sighs> okay. Well, boys, uh, it's been fun. Big shout out to all of our listeners for tuning in. We thank you so much. Um, again, reminder to please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and to come on back next week where we are going to be talking about Comic Con and uh, a lot of more, a lot more exciting things to discuss in the weeks to come. Uh, with all that in mind, for my good friends Sandy Shimato and Apple Zacks, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.